Hello. It's Kieran with the text-to-speech voice at the beginning of the episode again. We're unlocking a bonus episode for two reasons. Reason number one is that we're doing bonus episodes again so if you want an extra Cornishpatey a week you can subscribe over at www.patreon.com slash Cornishpatey. This unlocked episode is from just before we stopped doing bonus episodes and I think it's pretty good despite my incorrect Eurovision predictions. Reason number two is that we're all sick or recovering from surgery so we couldn't record. Sorry. On with the episode. Yo, yo, yo. Come here. Hey. Can I boost you a bit, I think? Who else is, uh, who else needs a, a career change? <laughs> That's right. Welcome to your weekly bonus corner, Shbady. Um I'm back after a wee break, and um, um, I've got some topics for you. I've got some fucking <laughs> extensive notes, Rob. Bonus in the um, in basketball. I've been watching a lot of basketball. It's playoffs. I've been watching none of those. Um, Boston's going to win it all. Are they? Well, you know. <laughs> They stayed longer than Phoenix. Um, pointed out to Nick and Yuli on Twitter. So in basketball, <laughs> Nick's on a flight right now. You can't, he can't respond. You can bully him. In basketball, when you're in the bonus, mm. it's when you fouled too many times and you get free throws, even though they weren't you weren't shooting. Yeah. And sometimes topics like this feel like you're just at the line, a couple dribbles, swish. No, no. <laughs> why, why make it hard you know yeah use use the rules to your advantage sometimes kevin spacey is in croatia <laughs> to play a croatian nationalist just take take the points it's, it's smart it's called being a smart player yeah let's make some money you know doing doing the big things putting in um i would i would say like his C-grade material based on <laughs> the clip we just watched. <laughs> yeah. He, he reserves his uh, his southern accent for B-grade and above. Yeah. <laughs> he, he showed up the first day on set. I would Felt it out and was like, no, nah, no. Nah, just doing normal voice. I No, I, I really like the idea of that. Now I may be a simple Croat, but... <laughs> <laughs> what? You said it was Southern yeah. Europe. <laughs> I picture his the next uh, "Let Me Be Frank" video is him on a yacht in the Adriatic. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful country, um, yeah. So Kevin Spacey is in Croatia, which we have mentioned before, um, I believe, on this podcast. But now, now the clips of the film he's in are circulating, and um, we should get into that a little bit because I, I, I read a pretty great article about everything uh, going on with him the person he's playing the director who's making this and i thought you know i'm do- we're doing a rob and kieran episode i thought i'd bring a little bit of you know rob's favorite thing movie magic mm-hmm. into into this so let's, let's get into it so kevin spacey notoriously canceled actor uh is playing uh croatia's 1990s president franjo tudman 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 yeah it's tudman <laughs> I'm learning Serbian. <laughs> I'm doing this. Yeah, Uchim Serbski. Uh, <laughs> why not? Why not? I'll explain probably why. Probably more than Kevin Spacey. Yeah, probably more. Yeah, the goal is to have more Serbo-Croatian uh, than Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Does he even know that it's Hrvatska? Does he just like, think the country's called Croatia or whatever? I don't yeah. know. Croatia is the Serbian word for slave, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is the Serbian word for slave. 
Um, all right, yeah. So, Franja Tuchman was uh, the guy in charge of like Croatia when it became like independent when Yugoslavia was falling apart. Um, nationalist, big piece of shit to the Serbs, the ethnic Serbs that were in Croatia. Naturally enough, it's the Yugoslav Wars. Um, he backed the Herzog Bosnia Statelish, um, which was basically a war crimes factory. So you, know, you got that going on. But he, here's here's a lot of like his reputation. He, he's dead now, but at several points he did try to launder his reputation, particularly in the U.S. Because he knows that's like that's that's where the big guy is. So. In 1989, before like Yugoslavia kind of fall, fell apart, he wrote a book called Wastelands of Historical Reality, uh, where he questions the Holocaust figures and claims Jews ran the concentration camps in uh, Jasenovac, uh, um, the, the big Holocaust, uh, the big uh, uh, center of the Holocaust in what is Croatia today. Um, that was, in reality, run by the Ostasha. Uh, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah, right? anyway in 1997 during the clinton years he translated the book into english and removed that chapter that mentioned all that wackier stuff well i guess he's going for it (laughs) (laughs) you think he would just like if it sold well just like slip it into the second edition like when it's new uh, forward (laughs) yeah yeah, new forward from the author (laughs) as the like the big sticker on the front of the title is a new forward like new edition (laughs) Yeah, we ever heard of Yasinovic? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, so the film is being directed by Yakov Sedler, which is um, kind of notorious, notorious, notorious in uh, the former Yugoslavia, uh, Yakov. Um, so he's gotten the like title of Croatia's official propagandist. Uh, he was personal friends with Tujman. Uh, um, in 1997... You know, same time this book was coming out, he directed a documentary about Tujman called Croatian George Washington, uh, which was intended again for an American audience to kind of be like, this is our George Washington, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was narrated by Martin Sheen, who apparently at the time was not doing well financially. <laughs> this is, the, you may notice, this is, this is, uh, this is Yakov Sedler's uh, tactic for getting his star power is just. Uh-huh. Wait until you're massively in debt. And I then... really don't know Martin Sheen's angle. Is he? Does he have strong feelings about the, about the Balkan politics? No, I think he was just in the early uh, in 1997. He was just like pre West Wing. He was just financially fucked. <laughs> um. Anyway, it, it does the classic thing all Croatian nationalists do, which you also saw from that clip, which is like Croatia was oppressed under Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is not really true. Croatian nationalists were because a lot of them were Astasha, but you know. <laughs> but sure, why not? Everyone's. It's like you could you could tell um, America like you could make up a country and be like we were oppressed by yeah. this, and everyone would be like, oh, guess you're George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm the George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get Al Pacino to narrate, <laughs> narrate your documentary. <laughs> Go for it. This director got me feeling like Croat George Washington. <laughs> There's um, enough George Washingtons to go around. Every, George Washington for every country. That is literally <laughs> the American promise. May <laughs> a million George Washingtons blue. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, around the around the same time uh, in late 90s, 
to go along with this like movie, he hired an indebted American screenwriter by the name of uh, Tro- Joe Tripasian, I'm going to assume Armenian-American, uh, to write a biography, but uh, uh, Tripasian was a bit more principled than that. Here's a quote from him. They were doing a whole campaign to build up the tourism and the economy, but also specifically to keep Tudjman out of the, the Hague. <laughs> that was the reason for this book. That's just that's smart legal strategy because if there's a book about you, <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't go to the Hague if, if you, you write... sold at least seventeen copies of a book in an airport. Yeah, you can't you can't be put on trial in the Hague. <laughs> yeah, if you ever get to the top of the New York Times bestseller list, um, every author who's done that just goes to the Netherlands and goes safe, <laughs> <laughs> throws their hands up. Uh, it has been a Star Alliance uh, <laughs> sales, but other. Otherwise, you're clear. Mm. Anyway, over the years, though, uh, uh, Zedler has been, uh, uh, Yaakov Zedler has been disowned by the HTZ. This is the, like, center-right party of Croatia, the, like, legacy of uh, of Tudjman. Uh, and uh, uh, for going a bit too far right, so I want to I wanna give you the, uh, uh, the IMDb listing of his films since, um, yeah, si- since... 2015 or so. So 2015, he says, My Beloved Croatia, uh, which is about a footballer who uh, is notorious, uh, a Joseph Simonic, uh, who chanted the Ustasha slogan of Zadom Spremni uh, uh, for the homeland uh, multiple times at a football match. And um, the movie was about like, nah, th- that was cool, actually. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> the entire movie. I mean, I haven't seen this movie, but I imagine it all builds up. It's like uh, Invictus or something. Yeah, like, yeah. It all depends on you have to say the slogan in order to win the big game. <laughs> I really like the idea that it's just building and then the like final shot is him like partway through doing like a Roman salute and just cuts to black before it's like the final crescendo. Uh, 2016 with a spicy title of Yasinovek, the truth. We are, uh, <laughs> we are, we are, there's pedal to the metal. That's just <laughs> one year. <laughs> if like this footballer shit, let me do Holocaust revisionism. Uh, which again, like his friend Tujman, downplays the role of the Astasha's involvement in Yasinovic. Um, 2018. A hundred years of Serbian terror in Croatia. 1918 to 2018. So, <laughs> well, get, at least it's over. <laughs> I what are the last 10 minutes of that film like? What is what is what is 1990 to 2018 like? Cuz I understand the Croatian nationalist narrative that like Yugoslavia was just like a Serbian puppet state and we weren't really free under it. Like I understand that narrative, but like to say that the the Serbian terror continues to 2018. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for that third act of that film. I want to watch that. Then oh, there's goodness. a twenty. Then there's a 2019 documentary. Oh no! <laughs> how, did how, you read ahead how, of it? <laughs> did you read ahead of it? How big? How terrible can he go? <laughs> Do you want to read the title of this film no, in the Italian? <laughs> This is the fucking dumbest ass name I've ever heard. All right, so here's what the movie's about, right? It, it depicts how Albanians helped Jewish people during World War II, because I guess he's taken on as a Croatian nationalist. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. So yeah. the the Croatian Albanian alliance against the Serbs, I guess. Um, the film is called The Hug of Destiny. <laughs> 
Where's my hug of destiny? That's at? like that's the sub. <laughs> that's the subtitle for Kung Fu Panda Four. Like, <laughs> Some people need a hug, and it w- and it is their destiny. destiny to get the hug. All right, so that's the director we're dealing with. <laughs> well, there's no man but Kevin Spacey for the job. I'm sold. <laughs> Uh, who yeah. else but Kevin Spacey could follow up the hug of destiny <laughs> yeah, it's like you you know you you nailed it you can do whatever you want after after such a triumph like the hug of destiny there's I feel like there's a, a James Franco Seth Rogen buddy comedy film in the like story of Kevin Spacey being like so washed up he has to work with some fucked director from the Balkans I'd watch that film. Hey, at least it's work. <laughs> yeah, right? So, <clears throat> Spacey announced uh, um, that he was going to be in this film via an exclusive interview he gave to Hrvatsky T- Chednik, uh, um, which is newspaper, uh, with a bit of a storied past and reputation. Uh, in March 2019, it labeled the Croatian state ombuds- uh, ombudsperson and representatives of the country's Jewish and Serbian minorities as Quote, the horsemen of the greater Serbian apocalypse in Croatia. Um, referred to the Pope Francis as the Antichrist. Uh, claimed COVID-19 was a global satanic biological warfare operation aimed at inserting microchips into people through vaccination in order to monitor and treat people like cattle. And get this, they also did an exclusive interview with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Just going, <laughs> going off the rails. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, like the guy from Hervaski Chednik, like sitting down, is like, well, this is a bit of a departure in form for us, but you know, <laughs> they're giant. They tell me you're big. <laughs> they're giant headline. Let him be frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like an exclusive, uh, whatever fifth season of House of Cards <laughs> being shot in Croatia. There has to be other examples of this. I could be mangling the details, but is wasn't it that? David Hasselhoff, like the reason he like ended up like a you know um, a sun kissed child, you know, for the fall of the Berlin Berlin Wall was that his like career was stagnating in the U.S. and it's like, well, people in Europe love me, so I'm just gonna go to go to Austria. The way he the way he tells the story now is that like it was by complete chance that his song became like his music became big in Germany, but like I can totally imagine him making that up. Uh, I mean, I guess something comparable was right before the war broke out, Louis C.K. was going to go do stand-up and give. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's kind of similar. Like, I'm, I just feel like, especially that's an aspect of American soft power, I guess you can call it, which is that there's always your agent has like a few countries on, yeah, a on speed dial. Up. That's like a honestly, that, that's like a rap line. My agent's got countries on speed dial. My agent's go- got countries on speed dial you've never heard of. <laughs> I could go. I can go to a tour right now. In I can Estonia, go. Dude. <laughs> I can go to. I can become a movie star like that in a country that was made up for a Marvel film. <laughs> Yo, dude, I'm the biggest fucking actor in Skodovia. <laughs> but I, yeah, I am. I am looking forward to this possibly extended Balkan universe where, like, there's there's the kind of cancelled actors. Avengers, mm. where like, well, it would be it would be DC because come on, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean they're they're the ones who are, who will go there. Oh, for sure, <laughs> the but dark universe. No, but like, I think we do all these biopics, and eventually it comes up to the biggest movie event in Belgrade, where we do 
cancel comedians underscore Yugoslav wars. Like after mm. we do like the Louis C.K. plays Milanovic biopic, we get like um, I don't know who's another good canceled like person that we could get to like play a member of the like Kosovo Liberation Army or something like that. Um, Aziz Ansari. Yes. <laughs> 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 Alan Banian. <laughs> yeah, they could. It could literally be the extend Expendables. They're like, all yeah. right, we're, yeah. we're, we're here. We're getting. We're getting. A, I'm getting. A, I'm assembling a team. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing a team together. We're ending Yugoslavia. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah so there you go let's let's keep, keep your keep your eyes peeled for that kind yeah. of spacey the silver screen playing again that's the croatian george washington franjo tujman he could never tell a lie <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> he can never tell a lie anyway here's what his book said about the holocaust i mean that is a pretty good claim he's like no he's george washington dude he can't lie that's what it wasn't means. that lincoln I'm pretty no. I think it was George George Washington. Oh fuck! Am I mixing them up? Lincoln also it was honest Abe. Yeah, but then George Washington also had something about never lying. He had wooden teeth. That's what I understand about America. He chopped down a cherry tree. <laughs> a turned and then, and then he felt bad about it, so he he told his parents or something, and then they're like, <laughs> <laughs> "What?" I'm telling you, this is a thing. American creation myths are so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you want me to read it to you real quick? <laughs> Bet Washington never did war crimes in Bosnia. I feel like this is covering up a war crime. This just cherry tree analogy. This sounds like the like, cherry tree was like the like deep ma- state. Uh, was the maid the uh, uh, the family hired? Um, I'm reading this from the official website of the the George Washington estate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is this is just. I, I don't know if the listeners care about this. Okay. <laughs> When Washington was six years old, he received a hatchet as a gift and damaged his father's cherry tree. Yeah. When his father discovered what he had done, he became angry and confronted him. Young George bravely said, I cannot tell a lie. I did cut it with my hatchet. Washington's father embraced him and rejoiced that his son's honesty was worth more than a thousand trees. Yeah. That's a strong, my 60-year-old, my woke (laughs) (laughs) 60-year-old. Yo, my toddler just said, why don't these people vote? (laughs) <laughs> my toddler just said black lives matter my six-year-old george washington just said if you're still in line stay in line <laughs> uh, uh, and then we wrote a book about would what a happened six-year-old to lie to you about the holocaust that's all, that's all. That's yeah. all what a six-year-old lie to you about the Ustasha's involvement in yasinovic i think not ah <laughs> uh. Eurovision, baby. All right. That's the other topic. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about some fun stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Woo. <sighs> Take the floor, Kieran. How oh. was Eurovision this year? Eurovision was was pretty good. I had a good time. I, it was a good competition. Um, it was very much a competition for second place. Um, but sure. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Ukraine won uh, with... 600 points after getting like 400 and something points from the jury or not from the public is it weighted like can you compare all time with all time scores um can you do that i think i think no because they've changed how they display the points now because they separated the jury and the public vote it used to be you got them at once i know norway held the old record for winning with the most points oh 
with a with a with a little boy, not a boy. I mean, he was like twenty something, but um, who played violin and sung a song called Fairy Tale. Hmm. Um, he's knocking around still. Um, yeah. Did he have a cool pink hat? No, he did not have a cool pink hat. So you have thoughts about Kalush Orchestra and their 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 entry? I okay. First of all, the the guy uh, the. I, I do not know my instruments. The flutist, flautist, flautist. Yeah, he was in the band last year too. I'm not sure if that's the guy, but one of the members is from Goa. Yeah, okay. yeah, who's also in Goa. So you know, strong Go uh, underscore underscore ah, not to be confused with some Goa shit, which well, was France's entry this year. I love both of them. Let yeah. me just put it that way. <laughs> it's, it's, they, had, they had a great song last year. Um, the first 30 or so seconds of the song was great this year. Great chorus. Mm. And then you just, just don't like the rap. There's just a guy who was like, what if I rap really fast? Yeah. It was not, I was, uh, I was let down and yet maybe the worst part about it was he can, he can do whatever he wants. Cause they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> you could literally put anything in as the verse solid song. Yeah, and it's gonna win. They should have played with it to just see how bad a song they could have put in and still win. <laughs> so like, they I, should have put Yendrick up. <laughs> so we got Yendrick. <laughs> they, should have, they should have ran it back and put in Yendrick. Actually, Yendrick's Ukrainian. <laughs> Dude, Yendrick could join the Foreign Legions. Yeah. <laughs> That's where he was. He's fighting. Um, he t- he just feels sorry for Putin. Yeah. <laughs> He's just there blasting. I don't feel Asian like the Dunbass. Um, yeah, so uh, I gotta agree with you that like the verses of that were weak. But however, whenever like rap happens in a language I don't understand, I'm just like, you're keeping rhythm. Mm-hmm. Good job. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say things fast in that language too. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, honestly, no, no sarcasm. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, and the chorus is really strong, which is why the end of the song is just like them repeating the chorus four times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They downplayed, uh, they downplayed Pink Bucket Hat Boy. In yeah, the, they, the knew, they knew their strengths. Um, it was literally uh, NATO Make-A-Wish <laughs> night. <laughs> All right. and I mean that in the most literal sense because if I remember how Make-A-Wish works, it's like a child with a terminal illness who's like, I want to be a football player. And it's yeah. like, you can't be, so here's a football and it's like, well, you can't join NATO, but you can win Eurovision this year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, back to you in the studio. <laughs> oh, the studio's gone? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, so so I'm going to push back on this a little bit, even oh, though it's very oh, funny. Oh, okay. Um, so Kalush Orchestra was not the act that they were going to send. I think mm. we talked about this before, but the person who won the national selection process in Ukraine... Um, with like mostly the jury vote, it seems, because uh, they do again the same kind of thing half jury, half televote. Um, she was actually not set to win, according to the bookies. She was actually set to do like, you know, fine, but not well enough. Um, like probably top five at the end of the day. She didn't get to go because this thing surfaced that she. Uh, traveled to Crimea after annexation without permission from Kiev. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What was um, she doing there? Uh, probably nothing. She's just a, <laughs> like a woman. <laughs> like, um, it was definitely a campaign drummed up by like 
weird nationalist types online in Ukraine who mm. are just like think this is the greatest offense anyone could commit. Um but and also it's not confirmed whether she did or not because she stood down da- like she stepped down before it to make it basically kind of go away. Mm-hmm. Um but then they picked Kalush Orchestra to go because they won second in the competition, but they won second with 56% of the televote. Mm-hmm. So again, they were actually like people's choice mm-hmm. because that's 56% of the televote split amongst like, there was like eight contestants, including this woman who won, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So it was obviously the smart move um, to actually send them, even though it was reluctantly the move. Um, I I think like the jury could have rat fucked Ukraine. Like I think no matter what happened, you're right. They probably would have gotten like 400 something points in the public, um, no matter what they sent. But like, Kalush Orchestra did fine with the jury. I think like top ten, uh, like sixth place or something with the they jury. They did get all their jury votes from uh, politi- politically sympathetic countries from a lot of Eastern <laughs> Europe as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, including some places that I didn't think. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. So my only my I, I will just add um, does not disprove the the thesis. NATO NATO's got some shooters oh, out there. Absolutely, NATO not. could be doing a, a false flag operation, <laughs> blaming it on some internet trolls. Oh, we'll get when to it that, was Rob. really coordinated. Rob, we'll fucking get to that. Um, which there's some fun drama. I'm wondering what we could talk about uh, first. Um, actually, let's let's fucking. Go with this. Something we missed on the night when we did our live show was <clears throat> the grand final of Eurovision 2022 was on, and at 20 past midnight German time, Italian time, just before the voting segment launched, the EBU, the EBU European Broadcasting released this following statement, suggesting more than a bit behind the scenes drama. Okay, here we go. Statement from the European Broadcasting Union. <laughs> Attention, this is your European <laughs> Broadcasting Union speaking. This is the High Council of a Swedish guy <laughs> by telephone. <laughs> when five or more Swedish men are in a room, it's called the European <laughs> Broadcasting Union. <laughs> uh, in the analysis of jury voting by the European Broadcasting Union, pan-European voting partner, after the second dress rehearsal of the second semifinal of the 2022 Eurovision Song Contest, Certain irregular voting patterns were identified in the results of six countries. Mm. In order to comply with the contest's voting instructions, the EBU worked with its voting partner to calculate a substitute aggregated result for each country concerned for both the second semifinal and the grand final, calculated based on the results of other countries with similar voting records. So, break that down for me. Worked with its voting partner to, like, predict how yeah, there's the like a should go? There's like a, a, a there's an uh, there's an observer uh-huh. that's like a third party uh-huh. that also flagged this as like there's a regular voting patterns. And I'm going uh-huh. to finish the statement here. Sorry, I want to know who the regular voting patterns. Okay, we we'll keep yeah. going. This process was acknowledged by the Independent Voting Monitor. So all caps. That's the name of the agency. The EBU takes any suspected attempts to manipulate the voting of the Eurovision Song Contest extremely seriously and has the right to remove such votes in accordance with the official voting instructions, irrespective of whether or not votes are likely to influence the results and/or outcome of the voting. Mm. So they never released the statements. I don't think they or didn't for a long time of who the six countries were. But eagle-eyed people on the Eurovision website realized that six countries. 
um, didn't have their juries listed. Mm. Like you could look up like who are the jurors for Germany, who are the jurors for po- like for whatever country, and found out that Poland, Romania, San Marino, Montenegro, Georgia, and Azerbaijan had not their jurors listed. And I fucking said in the night, Azerbaijan had bought some fucking votes. Because <laughs> they got like, they got so many 12 point votes from so many fucking, from three different countries, Spain, Serbia, and Greece. Azerbaijan seemed, it was actually kind of sweet because the, the performers seemed genuinely surprised about all the votes they were getting. Yeah. Was- oh, like, you know, he's a patsy. He's not, he's <laughs> not involved in this. It's like, Ilyev is doing this, the fucking dictator of Azerbaijan. They love you. <laughs> yeah. We're going to find out he's like Turin his godson you. or something. <laughs> Um, and uh, then he got like yeah they got like three points from the mm. public even though they were like 10th with the jury vote or something <laughs> well you know the public doesn't have taste yeah, yeah that's it uh, <laughs> so like that shit's going on Romania is pissed and if you remember on the night there were certain points when they like didn't turn to the country they turned to the guy oh yeah yeah, yeah those yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, because they they refused they to trouble. they refused to take part because, because they're, they, they're regular voting their, their jury votes were scrapped. Wait, wait, wait. Romania's jury vote was scrapped because yeah. they cheated or because others cheated? So the only no, only information we have now is uh, that yeah, yeah. from a Flemish state broadcaster mm. said this. Okay. Uh, there was vote swapping. Mm. So like, I'll give you 12 points if you give me 12 points, that kind of shit. The oldest trick in the book. Yeah. <laughs> um. However, these various state broadcasters are kind of pissed because they want further clarification from um, from the EBU. Uh, and the EBU calculated their points based on, like, records of how jury votes had previously gone in, like, historical Eurovision as well as, like, the televote and, like, tried to assemble something that way. Um Romania was pissed because they gave their 12 points to Moldova, uh, but the the new results gave them to Ukraine. Um, However, before anyone gets, like, suspect about Ukraine, two of the countries they fucked over, uh, the other two countries that they fucked over, Poland and uh, Azerbaijan, no, Georgia and Azerbaijan, sorry, Georgia and Azerbaijan, they gave their 12 points to someone else, and Mm -hmm. their actual results said, we give the 12 points to Ukraine. What do you mean their... Actual results. You mean on the the night of? Like no, no. The actual results is like what the jurors of those countries. So the jurors actually submitted the votes, and then somewhere they're just like, "Here are the votes from the country," and they just lied. E- yeah, the EBU scrapped the actual official jury results from yeah. these six countries, okay, and put in new aggregated ones that they like did some supposed math model on to figure out. So the original from Georgia and Azerbaijan were not Ukraine. No, they were were Ukraine. Right. Yeah. Right. Damn. Yeah. And originally the 12 points from Romania was for Moldova, but the ones that the EBU made up was for Ukraine. I hate when my parents fight. And by my parents, (laughs) I mean all the 40 countries participating in Eurovision. So, like, it's, it's stupid. And, I mean... My assessment and my thing that I probably basically said on the night as well is that you need to go in with the assumption that the jury vote is stupid, bought, paid for, corrupt, um, like not to be respected. Yeah, I thought that was the whole point. Yeah. (laughs) Play the field. (laughs) Um, Because like 
the jury vote put like the UK first. And this is not a good song. It's, like, it's it's the best song they've sent in a long time, but it wasn't it wasn't a good song. Um yeah, it, it was it was stupid. Um other thoughts on what you remember? You had some you had some spicy picks. I did have some spicy picks. Uh most of them being just things that didn't make it through. <laughs> Which one did I love? You had like Slovenia first I loved or Latvia. something. Latvia was, was Oh, everyone was, loved Latvia. People were pissed about Latvia not making it through. Well, Latvia was objectively annoying. Um but in the Yendrick sense where uh as the kids say, they understood the assignment. And yeah. most Eurovision countries don't understand the assignment. Sure. You gotta go just a little too far. And I love that they pick like the whole uh conceit of the song was that they're impressing uh an environmentalist. And it's like that's I like in the music video, yeah, 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 yeah. And I love eating salad. Was yeah. like how they do it, and something about it's like tongue in cheek, but it's I like the Eurovision songs that are a little evil, <laughs> like Norway this year, <laughs> which I which I said the night of sounds like like Macron should hire them to to he they should be like evil post Daft Punk, like the new Daft mm. Punk for France. Macron's still like, look, we still have them, <laughs> <laughs> like the same thing, right? Um, and Latvia, like hearing that song, sounds like uh, the like greenwashing of the of like the European Empire. Oh, it, it absolutely is. That's yeah, like yeah, yeah. like to like me listening to that song is I imagine how uh, Natsek people felt with the like Russian troop buildup. They're yeah. like, how is no one seeing this? <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what's going on? <laughs> Do you see what they're doing? They're rubbing it in our face. <laughs> uh, would it surprise you to know that Lafia was uh, rat fucked with a jury in the semifinal? Yeah, well, no, no, the results are out. It was too, you know. Some people are silenced for speaking the truth too yeah. soon. And but, like, speaking of like not understanding or understanding the assignment is um, the jury really decided this was the year of ballads. Like a lot of what I said about the Eurovision going in is like people are sad. People are like. I mean, that's that's true about a lot of the songs. A lot of the songs were sad. A lot of the songs were, like, about uh, lost innocence and stuff like that. And that makes sense for a year where there's, like, a ground invasion happening. Mm-hmm. But, like, that is not what people voted for. <laughs> um, the jury was wrong compared to the, the public. Like, Ukraine song, relatively sorrowful. Like, it's about... The song was about his mom, Stefania, but it's, like... It's about my mom. Wink, wink. It's about the country. Um, <laughs> and Moldova's was like incredibly fun, and that came second with the public vote. Um, Spain was horny, and that mm. came third, both overall and with the public vote. Um, and then like the ballads, like the UK came fifth, and Sweden, um, fucking. What then? We're down to Italy. Poland was the same. Like it, they're all just kind of like beaten by more fun or weirder songs. Like even though I hate Norway, they beat a lot of the ballads too. So yeah, um, so they they kind of got that wrong. Um, any other thoughts about some of the entries? Um, I was I was feeling spicy the night of. I wrote down all sorts of things that were just wild things I was going to say, and then most of the songs I picked didn't uh, didn't, make, didn't, it didn't make it. You had Slovenia in your top. Slovenia 10. was they was... came dead last. <laughs> like the semifinal results are at dead. I last. think Germany was good too. I don't like the music, but he did an excellent job combining. Oh, he, oh. he could be like I I want him to be like 
Um, he should link up with uh, Attila Hidman and be like the Tom McDonald in Germany. He should, I, <laughs> he should make ballads about about the truth of of what's going on. Yeah, I I appreciated that when we got to the televote and they cut to him, he's just pounding down vodkas. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Germany. Uh, I came did last. like I did like Slovenia. Um, I believe the note I wrote was uh, this is like how punk rock was good under Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Yasha yeah, Disco. Yeah, yeah Yasha, Yasha Disco. Yasha it's, Disco. Uh, it's it's going to be fondly looked back on. It's going um, to be uh, cult classic. <laughs> my general my general response to like the results, a lot of the like top five or top ten, I kind of expected. Um, I think France got rat fucked. I liked France with their like Breton Goa shit. I thought, yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty good. That was good. Um, the surprising one for me was Finland. Like the Rasmus did worse than the like post-hardcore band that Finland sent last year. Finland did better this year. No, they did better last year. Oh yeah, I mean, but they like kinda, they kind of leaned more into it last year. They, yeah, because there was. But that's the thing. Like, do you remember in the shadows? Did you know that like Finland's entry this year is like famous? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, so you're missing this. Yeah. Okay, I need Yulia and Nick here for this because they know this. Like, Rasmus are big. Like they're, that they're... sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, maybe it's just because you. Were I've been searching. It. <laughs> I've been waiting in the shadows all my life. 2003, I think. Um, <laughs> but he's old now. I think that was a problem. But like, yeah, they they came what like fifth, sixth, last, fifth, last. Um. Worse than the unknown kind of like heavy band that they sent last year, which is, I think, fun. Um, um, the you know what? It was not a very good year for um, Sweden. Didn't go this route, which I feel like they often do. I consider it like Israel, Malta, Sweden. They always have like really like slickly produced, but like not in a way that I like at least. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. like when it's a little evil, but there's something about them that it's like... It's too squeaky clean. It's yeah, like it's like... Disney radio. It's a, the, the first thought it had was if it's like someone gave like an unlimited budget to like producing the in-flight airline video, like showing you how to like buckle <laughs> in your seats. It's like, what if we just went crazy with it and we yeah, all yeah. sang? Like there's a certain... Uh, there's a certain tone that's that's a bit not only grading, but it, I can't talk myself into into liking something about it. There's, like I can with some of them. Do you know what it reminds me of? You mentioned airlines. Do you ever see the ads Jennifer Aniston did for United Arab Emirates, like airline? Oh no, I feel like that's a Twitter thing I saw five years ago. I feel like it was before Twitter, or at least before when I was. Well, on like Twitter, one of those that like, it's like, remember? When, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But like, it was so like squeaky clean. There's no conflict. There's no grit. There's no edge. It's just like Jennifer Aniston in what is an objectively like nice, but like nice in a disconcerting kind of way plain. Yeah, I, I get you. I understand what you're saying. Like, yes, I, I do think Sweden is all about that life yep. in the Eurovision, a hundred percent. And this is what it was too. And I think a couple of people pointed out that Sweden's song this year was like technically impressive, but it was also very um, "Hold Me Close, Tiny Dancer" was also very close to like "Shallow" by Lady Gaga. Mm. Uh, wasn't terribly original. I don't know if you heard it, but like Croatia's entry this year was just 
a Taylor Swift song. It was just Willow by Taylor Swift. It didn't make it through, but it was... I wrote, I think it was horny, I forgot. <laughs> Croatia? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, there were a lot of them, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 songs. It's, 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 a, it's a whirlwind. Um, uh, yeah. But other than that, I think it was pretty respectful. I, I like that we got the room popping off for Spain. I think... I think our room was a pretty good barometer for like what was happening for Ukraine because I don't know if you noticed, but every time Ukraine got points or did well, um, the room would just kind of like golf clap, <laughs> which I think perfectly captures the move of just like, this is respectable. This is what we have to do. We have to vote for Ukraine. I'm not sure I like pink bucket hat, man. <laughs> um, my favorite this year, obviously Serbia that song after the fact is still like haunting me um i spent most of the first half of this week explaining people what was going on in that song because no one knew um and it has it has pushed me over the edge to and convinced me to try and learn serbo croatian a thing i said i would do when i visited croatia in 2013 and now i'm trying is it was that that was really it yeah wow yeah. I'm already like That's doing really it because the chorus is strava, um, which is um, be healthy, like imperative. And I'm like, these are words I've already encountered in like lesson one on the internet that I've been doing because strava is related to stravo, which is another way of saying hello, but in a more formal sense where you just say health. I'm learning. If you don't like that, you don't like Europe. <laughs> Kieran's learning servo creation. I just genuinely haunting song. The line like "God give us health because I'm on my own" is really fucking good. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, that's um. There is one big uh, elephant in the room of this Eurovision, though, um, which is who will host next year? Because <laughs> um, whoops. Uh. <laughs> It can be a thing, you know. Next year in Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you can no. Say it every year. No, 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 no. Have you not heard what Zelensky has said? No. What, what did he say? Next year in Mariupol. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Let's do it. <laughs> Fine. Let's go. That's just what the doctor ordered. A little Eurovision. So, um, both like the the statements that have come from Ukraine have basically implied if there is peace which makes sense um i believe uh Pisiuk, which is pink bo- uh, mm-hmm. bucket hat guy mm-hmm. said the star um, child he literally referred to it um see you next year in a new peaceful ukraine um which is pretty obvious and then the fact that Zelensky said mariupol is kind of like implying a lot of stuff um so uh, some form of peace by next year is not impossible i guess um so in my eyes there's like three possibilities and it depends on who says no basically um so possibility number one there's peace by next year and they hold it in probably somewhere like kiev or lviv probably like as far away from it they're not gonna like even if they win or like they get to keep eastern ukraine in some sort of peace settlement they're not holding it there i can't imagine um 
Number two possibility, which is, I think, the least likely possibility, is Ukraine at some point says no, um, which they're not going to do for morale reasons, I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't think anyone officially is going to admit we are so, so on the back foot that we can't host glorified X Factor. Um, so they're not going to say no. But if they did, what's meant to happen is you give it to who came second, uh, which would be the UK. Uh, because apparently it's not, you don't win the right to host, you win a thing that's technically referred to as first right to refuse. Mm. Uh, which is like, you have the first chance to say no to hosting the Eurovision. And then it will go to second and then third and then fourth. And that has happened before. Like the Netherlands won it in the 70s when they were going through like a massive economic crisis. So they were like, we can't afford it. So, <laughs> And then the UK hosted it because they came second. Something tells me though that people would not refuse that today, <laughs> even if they're a massive economic crisis. Oh, absolutely not. And actually, this, this Italy did it this year. I think they've probably made a profit by keeping it kind of small and not putting it in Rome. They've made some smart decisions in that regard, rather than like, I think Denmark is still paying it off from when they last hosted it. <laughs> Um, hey, but it was worth it. <laughs> no, it was a crazy year. It sucked because that was after Sweden had hosted it for the first time in like the 2010s, and that's when they decided actually Eurovision has to be funny, um, like in the same way that um, mm. Give a Wolf a Banana is funny. <laughs> it's like when we entered like Joss Whedon cringe soy banter Eurovision. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Who's the uh, Chris Rock hosting <laughs> <laughs> Eurovision? <laughs> um, Who's the guy who's doing all those, like, Klarna ads now? He should host next time Sweden wins. Uh, I don't know, dude. You've been watching a lot of TV. <laughs> it's not on TV. It's not every, it's not every fucking spady. Like, the, where they have the monitors up, where they're, like, telling you to go use Klarna. Um, we'll find one eventually. Anyway. That guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> gotta get that guy. <laughs> Famous rapper from Sweden that no one probably thinks is Swedish. Um, is it Aesop something? Who am I thinking of? Ah, uh, fuck it, doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't does genuinely doesn't matter. Third option, third option, which I think is probably one of the more likely ones, is the EBU, the European Broadcasting Union, says no. Uh, they come along and play the bad guy and say this is a security concern. This isn't going to make us any money. Everyone will be too afraid to come. Um, in which case, I suspect, and the reason why I think this is most likely because I think this is the most like this is the best option in terms of like press relations is they give Ukraine the Australia option, which is you co-host in a country of your choice. That's not you. Um, yeah. And to that fact, I think already, because people already know this is an issue, um, the UK, Spain, Sweden, and Italy have, Oh, and Poland have also have or have all already offered to host it next year, even though it's like been four days since the Eurovision. Well, so yeah, they're all showing that they're Ukraine's best friend. It's gonna be Poland, right? This <laughs> <laughs> has gotta be Poland. It's worth a shot. Like, yeah, like it's not gonna be Spain. <laughs> no one's making that you train. You journey. never knew. You never. You never know. Yeah, Maybe Spain and Ukraine. You know. Spain are going in on fucking Eurovision. This is the first time they've been in the top five since 
for 27 years or I something see like that. that? I could see Spain dominating Eurovision. Yeah, Spain yeah. has the, like... They also are big into like reggaeton. They have just like there's this a Spanish production of like yeah. off like people speaking Spanish and just producing like these mega hits and stuff. Spanish and, language music revival, yeah, is yeah, happening yeah, now. Yeah, like yeah. I was talking to my family who live in Spain, they're saying like it's a huge thing now that like even five years ago, every like teenager in this country was listening to English language music, and now none because uh, uh, they're all listening from stuff that's coming from like Puerto Rico or like uh, 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 Mexico and stuff. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Taking over Eurovision. Yeah. It'll work. Um, but that's Eurovision. Um, what, Ru- what, what about the... Ru- were there Russian hackers? There was Russian hackers, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know how much I believe that. Uh, I want the, I want the, this is like, you know, this is like the peak. This is this is the... This is the... Uh, the, the like whatever this Ocean's Eleven heist is, yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. the biggest attack you can do. Like oh, the fucking rookies 11. train on the tw- on U.S. presidential yeah, elections. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I. <laughs> this is your dry run before, like. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so Italian police have claimed that there was a, a pro-Russian hacker group attempting to uh, um, do something. Uh, attacked the semifinal and some Italian institutions. Senate and the health agency in Italy um, by groups dubbed Killnet and Legion. Um, I don't really know what the goal is. Like, I feel like it's just a bunch of Russian teenagers that were going to make like the TV screen spell the word gay or something, mm-hmm. but spelt wrong because they're Russian. It'd be just like G A I or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh,. You'll get him next year. <laughs> oh, man. That actually, if it is in Ukraine, that's just going to be a fucking ridiculous yeah, thing. Den right? of spies. <laughs> <laughs> How many assassinations are there going to be in the in the Eurovision, in the, in the bathroom? Okay. No. Spicy shit that will happen in 2023 Eurovision, right? If there is peace, if it is held actually in on like Ukrainian soil, will they let Russia back? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> then we need Ru- uh, Russovision. We need we need them to spin yeah. off and have their own. That's my theory. They'll do. They'll do like if they really care and they're like cons- if the ban holds, they're going to do like an internal, like yeah, Russovision. Can we participate in Russovision and field like the Berlin entry, which is fine. Oh yeah, we can be all around. like the 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 middle class. Like we can represent the population of like weird middle class Russians who. We're all from Volgograd and claim to have like German grandparents. Yeah, that's why they're yeah, here. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should. We should. I'm sure they have great. I don't know what the song would be. Oh no! We, we I don't need, know. We I don't need... know what would win at Russo, Russovision. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. I don't know what what. I have, it's like saying we're going in blind. It's the same color blue that I see is the one you see. I don't know what What's a Russovision see. I don't know what uh, is possible. What, what, did... what can be perceived through this vision? It's it's a lot of it's a lot of guys wearing what I imagine is the manliest clothes you can wear in Russia, which is a a, a ill fitting black hoodie, um, and like pretty much nothing else, like trousers, I guess, black trousers. I'm just imagining it's just one of those like if you see if you've seen any of those like Z propaganda videos, mm-hmm. maybe just like one of those. Mm-hmm. We sent one of those. 
We say something stupid like Berlin is Russian. <laughs> That's the name of the song. We send that in, but every single Resurrection <laughs> entry also did a Z-inspired uh, video. It's like, yeah. it's like you got a zig, you got a zag, and everyone's zigging. You yeah, we're gonna go different. Ballad. Should have said the Rasmus. My Z ballad. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm being sued for, uh, yeah, for copyright infringement. Like, I just also this believe is, in Z. This is Taylor Swift's Willow <laughs> about how Berlin is Russia. <laughs> oh jesus yeah i don't know what would win all right so we've been going for an hour i think we have like enough time left to do this um uh, there was an election in germany we returning to our bread and butter uh, <laughs> eurovision <laughs> and german elections yeah something less important happened on, uh this weekend uh which is germany's most populous stage of like 18 million people had an election Pfft, whatever um however I think this is a lot of stuff that Rob has said in the past coming home to roost. Because Rob, many moons ago, claimed that Baden-Württemberg and its Schwarz-Grün politics was the future of Germany. And that seems to be what has happened. Um, so everyone's talking about this as, a, as like a loss for like the current coalition and stuff like that. SPD aren't doing well and supposedly... like their stronghold stage or whatever uh cdu's done well but also uh so have the greens their best result ever with 18.2 percent uh, <laughs> i love how the greens um i mean this is the first election what in four years right so 2018 yeah, like yeah i think so um but it's just like open it's like saving a present for like the day after christmas or something and it's mm. like it's not like there's some big new green wave it's like no this is just what's happened in the past yeah, four yeah, years yeah. it's just you just saved your gift and it's like oh i got another one 18 <laughs> percent. let's go but the government before this election was a black yellow minority government and now they're looking at a black green majority government so this does seem to be what they're going for. Um, so future of German politics, black, green. Uh, it's coming, baby. It's coming to Germany's most populated state. So there you go. But I want to talk about the guy who's currently at the head of uh, uh, NRV CDU uh, because he, he's kind of a he's kind of a character. Um, as much as like anyone who's like a functionary in the CDU could be a character, I guess. Like it's like he's it's, a, he's, he was produced by a character select screen in the, in the <laughs> CDU um, in, in, in the CDU game. Calling calling someone from like calling a functionary from the CDU like a character is like saying like I'm is like taking a bite of like buttered untoasted white bread and going like Yeah, I'm feeling this. <laughs> You know, this hits right. Sometimes it does hit right. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it does. That's all you need. Sometimes if you're uh sometimes you're cycling on your on your brand new e bike <laughs> through the through the rolling hills uh along the Rhine and you think I just I have a vision yeah. <laughs> of who must lead who must fix the problems in our wonderful land. And that man <laughs> is Hendrik Wust. Uh, I think I'm saying. I don't Wust. know even how to say it. Wust. Wust. Hendrik Wust. Hendrik Wust. Uh, um, <laughs> so he literally rose to prominence because Lashet 
Armin Laschet was the head of the state. He stood down to run for Bundeskanzler. And Wust took over. Uh, and now he's supposedly the rising star of uh, uh, the CDU. He's been with the CDU for a long time. He was in the Jung Union and stuff like that back when he was in college. Mm-hmm. And his job for most of his life before becoming a politician was, of course, an EU lobbying agency. <laughs> that's that's what the kids do nowadays. Yeah. People are like, oh, I can't. Oh, what are we? Oh, when are we gonna have our first uh, TikTok president? It's the fucking job, all right. <laughs> so don't have the same jobs as your parents. Yeah, I'm an EU lobbyist. This guy is surviving on like a hundred dollars a day or a hundred dollars a week in Brussels. It's yeah. He he. When you give the a young young union member the the Spago stone, they evolve into rising star of the CDU. <laughs> All right. So it's the natural course of things. I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about EU top international Gambia. <laughs> EU top. EU top. Dude, she gave me that EU top. <laughs> Everyone loves EU top. Everyone. That's yep. what's making this whole thing yep. going. Yep. <laughs> Dreaming of EU top. I, I I have to admit that was the first thing I thought of, and I had to look up the guy who organized the orgy that that Fidesz politician was caught. I was like, what's up with this guy? What's he doing? Um, he's on the lamb. Mm. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise you. Anyway. <clears throat> so, EU Top has been around for a very, very long time. Uh, its main goal seems to be lobbying for German businesses and their interests within the EU. Um, however, they have, they've had some things in the past. So, in the late 90s, early 2000s, they made a political information website and search engine called Polixia. Uh, um, that worked closely with the ZDF and Focus magazine. Uh, um, it's as like a neutral place where you could look up political information. Oops, it's not neutral. And it seems to be like pushing people towards the CDU and FTP by quite a bit. Um, a classic example of what is referred to as journal lobbying, which is presenting something as journalism that's actually like lobbying. I want to be like as a politician talk about journal lobbyists the way people talk about like coal miners or something yeah, yeah, being yeah. like this is who it's all for yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're <laughs> this doing is, this is who we are as a people you're doing like a fox news town hall yeah, with yeah. i like... want tucker carlson to be like where are the journal lobbyists yeah well you, you have like the journal lobbyists on stage that you're interviewing to like you know, while you're giving you speeches they like consult him to say like oh would that play well with you and for whatever reason he still has like coal dust <laughs> in his face yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like wearing a hard hat <laughs> i want yeah i want them to all be wearing hard hats have all their light the like light on on their yeah. hat it's reading light and being like <laughs> And then it'd be like, you read the latest, uh, you read the latest Jan Fleischauer? <laughs> Focus. Um, yeah. So it was also used to launder donations, uh, to the FTP mm-hmm. in 2006. And, uh, EU Top would then go on to pay individual FTP members enormous speaking fees. That's what EU Top is getting EU top. <laughs> it's getting, it's getting being, the being in the FTP and getting paid enormous speaking fees. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, uh, the, the Guido Vestavella era. So this is before Christian. Uh, 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 
Yeah. Linda, before our boy. Uh, uh, he's mentioned by name in a handful of investigative reports around EUTOP and some WikiLeaks documents as well. <laughs> as like personally receiving like 6,000 euro for like a 15 minute speech. Uh, so yeah. Getting EUTOP in the WikiLeaks. <laughs> um, it's staff. I'm sorry, but I'm just imagining Grimes dating. Uh, um. <laughs> hey, what, what's the WikiLeaks guy again? Oh, uh, Assange. <laughs> Assange. Um, its staff are mostly former politicians and staffers of various EU governments, uh, primarily German. They brag about this. Uh, um, they like say this on the website, like, we have the inside track to various European governments. Um, and also... And also, again, to our point earlier, heavily embedded in the government in the Landstag of Baden-Württemberg. <laughs> like this is this is the man behind the man behind the man behind the throne is EU. <laughs> that is that is the, the the best throne you can have too. Yeah, I'm sure. There's, oh, it's beautiful. Like solar panels on it. No, no, man. It's 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 like it's like a it's like a Schwarzwald cuckoo clock, but it's like a throne that you sit in. It's gorgeous, actually. Keebler elves live inside it. <laughs> Uh, evil very conservative keebler elves uh very you know keebler elves who know how to balance their budget mm, (laughs) but eu top is nonpartisan. it is staffed by former politicians from primarily the cdu but also the ftp and spd so you know they, they they're 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 neutral like um so that's i'm gonna list off their clients um that we know about they're mostly secret this is like view via various leaks these um, are people who've only gotten eu topped in public yes <laughs> it's not that, that that sloppy secret eu top um all right buyer burda deutsche post Klaus maffei wegman microsoft germany bmw deutsche telecom zudzucker uniper british american tobacco phoenix pharma Amadeus IT Group and Altschem. So, uh, classic, just giant German companies that like hire a million people, but then like do not have any consumer facing goods. So, you don't really think about them all that much. <laughs> um, the way the Lord intended it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't notice us. We don't have any big companies <laughs> in Germany. No, it's, uh, it's, so, it's so sad there's no German Google. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we make all the cars. Anyway, <laughs> well, what's funny is when they made German Google, it was just it was Felixia. <laughs> it was funneling uh, FTP donations. Uh, so anyway, this is the job he had for a very long time. Was like senior job at EU top. He was near the top of EU top. Hmm. Um, he then moves into like CDU NRV uh, politics. He was general secretary from 2006 to 2010, where he resigned due to Rutger's fundraising scandal. Uh, Rutger is being the former uh, um, prime minister, uh, Bund- uh, Bundesland minister, what was that called yeah, again? Minister president. Minister president of NRV, a CDU politician, had a scandal where he would uh, a, you could pay, where companies paid upwards of twenty thousand euro to get advertising space in the CDU party hall and have one on one closed door meetings. So twenty thousand is the beginning price for that. Um, with uh, uh, Jürgen Rutgers, um, 
is we're pointing out that our boy Vust was the fall guy for this scandal. Mm. He resigned and took all the blame in a very, like, Weasley statement where he was like, I didn't know it was happening, but I guess I'm out of a job now. Yep. And now he seems to be being rewarded for being loyal to the CDU machine and protecting Rutgers. Fun fact, I found out about Rutgers. Uh, um, he ran a campaign at one point on the slogan of Kinderstadt Inde, of... Oh. Um, Children instead of Indians. <laughs> I uh, it rhymes. <laughs> uh, what does that even mean? <laughs> no, it was like it's literally a great replacement shares. Kinderstadt Inder. Even though it was like sweet fact, all Indians in this country. <laughs> it just uh, rhymed. Oh my god! There's no word in German for children that rhymes with like Turkish person. <laughs> um. Oh. Um, <laughs> the point is, I love better v politics. <laughs> the point is, is that it's in good hands now. Yeah. So, what has Vus been doing since? Right. Mm. He is the co-author with Zoda, uh, 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 you know, from Bavarian politics, of a position paper in the CDU entitled "Modern Bourgeois Conservatism: Why the Union Must Think About Its Roots Again." Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, again, the roots is what we've been discussing for the past 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's businesses, <laughs> Kinderstadtender, businesses that are insanely powerful and rich and no one knows about, yeah. uh, and bullshit, <laughs> fake journalism lobbying <laughs> yeah. that has something to do with Europe. Yeah. Um, but the bread and butter. That's not good enough. Um, so this results in uh, um, a group within the CDU known as the Einsteinkreis. Of course, you know. Um, so fucking smart. <laughs> so that's the Einstein circle, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, and for anyone wondering if it's named for the very smart German Jew, Albert Einstein, no, it is named for the Starbucks-like cafe that exists in Germany, Einstein Coffee. Um, which, yeah, it's it's like Starbucks. It's like Costa Coffee, if you know that. Could uh, be a pun. Yeah. Uh, no, they literally met and wrote this in an Einstein coffee. That like that's probably like the most upsetting thing to me is like you're involved in so much like weird corruption and working for a company that just like prints money from like British American tobacco or whatever. And you're like, where do we go out for lunch? Einstein coffee. <laughs> yeah, I love paying four euro for the thinnest slice of cheesecake I've ever seen in my fucking life. I'm gonna restart the uh the Red Army faction in a Le Cobac <laughs> <laughs> I was the, that was I, the, can't, I can't get my passions aroused unless my tomato mozzarella costs <laughs> at least 460 <laughs> yeah, that's the what are we on like the fifth era of the rf rf yeah that's the crow bag rf god damn it so uh um they existed largely as a group that thought merkel was cucked uh, but not to the extreme extent that the Werte Union thought that Merkel mm-hmm. was cooked. Uh, the kind of like sensible middle ground. Uh, big fans of the social market economy, uh, family and church. Uh, they're, I guess their only decent opinion is that they're like against deindustrialization. Mm-hmm. They think Germany should have a manufacturing base uh, um, and it shouldn't be like gone away, but you know, good luck pushing against that tide. Um, very strict on immigration, very strict on like punishment uh, for infringing on a crime. 
really picked off, pissed off at the 1968 generation. Yeah, because you can just blame everything on on them. <laughs> yeah, they, they just they were they were they're like oh they're annoying, <laughs> and um, probably their wildest opinion that like. So one of the criticisms of the Einstein Christ is that they like don't they they don't make a lot of their opinions expressly known. They're kind of like weasley. really you wouldn't say yeah, right? they just say things like we're against the industrialization. Yeah, yeah. They just like have we told you about the sixty eighters lately? <laughs> they're they're a little weasley. They don't like make their opinions known so they can try and like survive because they're functionaries and opportunists or whatever. Um, so. The only, like, really out there and concrete position they seem to have, which I think is kind of wild for a German position, is the police should be allowed to do mass data collection of citizens. Like, Snowden shit. You know why? Why? I'm sure there's money to be made off of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? We're bringing back Polixia. Can you imagine <laughs> the police top we could get oh, <laughs> with, yeah. with that kind of data? <laughs> we got EU top and Politsai top. Um <laughs> So yeah, that's that's the rising star of uh, uh, Germany's CDU, uh, as they've been looking for one for a while now because they're kind of rudderless. It seems the moment. again. Please look him up. <laughs> look at a picture of him. <laughs> he looks like um, he looks like the man, just the man the CDU needs. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, other other notes from the the the. Uh, NRV election is the Guardian ran uh, a, a headline about the headline about their piece on it was just like populism loses because you know AFD and Die Linke both did poorly. That's going to be a headline in like 2056. <laughs> it's, just like, <laughs> it's just like how, how can we report on this? Well, popul- <laughs> populism's declining. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The sensible election in Baden-Württemberg saw saw reasonable conservatives dritter vague win this week against against I don't know the Ustasha party headed by Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mecca Kevin Spacey is <laughs> is inflaming the passions of the people. Yeah. Uh, we need a we need a cordon sanitaire around him, and need we need to work with the respectable, you know, the people we know. Yeah, the center left AFD and the center right dritter vague. Um. Yeah. Um. Volted worse than Debasis. <laughs> here's your volt update, folks. Here's your volt update. Volt did as well in Cologne that they did in um the Netherlands in the mm. election. They kind of won. I mean so. that that tracks because, as I understand, the Netherlands is one big Cologne. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's <laughs> uh, my understanding too. Um. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the bonus episode for this week. I we covered all the topics. I've been gone for like two weeks, so I just kind of like jizz some notes out for the first time in a long time. And I had a lot of stuff to talk about. That's um, you, baby. Things we're going to acknowledge. If you're wondering that we didn't bring up, yes, we know about Sweden and Finland joining NATO. We'll do an episode on that later. Yes, oh, it seems bad. <laughs> it does seem very bad. Um, and yes, we do know about Berlin just arresting everyone on the anniversary of the Nakba. So also bad. It's also bad. Aren't you glad we talked about Kevin Spacey and EU top? <laughs> EU top. <laughs> Probably not uh, over those. <laughs> Look at the EU top website right now. Why would you? You know, why would you try to do anything else here except try to get some EU top? Yeah, the, the CDU wants you to get EU top. They want 
people are trying to take away your EU top. Yeah. And the CDU just wants sustainable, lasting, um, green-proofed EU top. EU top. There it is. There's the EU top website. Oh. All right. Well, I feel I feel safer and more inspired already. Yeah. Um, we can get EU top for like every country. Want to do some lobbying in Japan? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Look, he's um, a Japanese. I've now. never considered in my life whether I would like to lob- be a lobbyist in Japan, but I will um, spend some time thinking about it, Kira. You, you haven't watched Lobby no Senpai? <laughs> the lobbying anime? All right. Uh, a lobbying... Sen- <laughs> <laughs> lobbying anime. We need a lobbying anime. Yeah, why not? CDU, take notes. Take notes. EU top. EU top co-production. Netflix will greenlight it. No, they're actually axing like every animated show at the moment because they're hemorrhaging money. Oh. But still, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing that's happening. The fucking NASDAQ is crashing. Is it? I don't, yeah. I don't keep track of that stuff. Oh, man. God no, it's it. uh, every tech company is just losing money, including Apple. All right, well. <laughs> it's not going good, folks. <laughs> New recession coming up. Maybe that's okay in some way. I don't know. Is it? As long as Apple doesn't join NATO. <laughs> I call that a W. New Chalk is- that up. Put it on the board. <laughs> yeah. That's the area would block this one. Walmart. <laughs> Newest NATO member. Uh. God damn it. All right. See you Monday. Ciao, ciao.